0: hockey team was back at practice yesterday, and Riley Smith was back with them as well. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way right and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. Yeah, there was a session in Cranberry following... The NHL's bye week and then the All-Star break and gave some guys a chance to get healthy. You almost always see, at an event like that, a player or two or even more return to the rink. In Smith's case, probably a little bit sooner than might have been expected. He only ended up missing six games, presuming that he'll be available For the home game tomorrow night against Winnipeg, Mike Sullivan strongly suggested that he will be. And if so, my goodness, there's not another player on the roster who needs a reset more than this one does. Smith had six goals in the first 10 games. Remember that? And everyone's thinking, wow, what a great signing. What a great fit. Look at how he... Works so well with Evgeny Malkin. What chemistry they have. Because Smith was setting up Gino too. There was a lot of good stuff going on back and forth. And then he produced all of two goals over his next 30 games. I'm going to repeat that. Two goals over 30 games while skating on the second line, while getting regular power play time. And oh, by the way, did I mention that he was skating alongside Gino, that ain't it. And on top of that, and maybe the part that was more troublesome than anything regarding Smith, didn't notice him. Like, you didn't see him doing anything. He's, he's not one of those guys who, when he doesn't score, he brings something else to the rink. Just to throw out a, a, an example, Jason Zucker did a lot of that. Like, Zook, you saw him. In every game in which he participated, you saw him in virtually every shift in which he participated. Whether he scored or not, you could say on some nights he was the best, the most dynamic, or just the most visible player out there. You wouldn't say that about Smith. You wouldn't. You would wonder why he wasn't that. You would wonder why he started so well and then faded so hard. To the extreme that it wasn't really like he was getting robbed of great chances. He just wasn't even getting chances. I've heard a couple of theories about this from the inside. One is that there's a Stanley Cup hangover that comes into play, and this is true. And we saw it here 2016, 2017, 2018. It doesn't last forever, that type of energy, that type of momentum. In Smith's case, he and the Golden Knights obviously went to the limit and celebrated like crazy and lived it up and parade and White House and all that other stuff. And then, you know, he comes here and it's, I mean, it's, it's a noteworthy team. The Penguins are still a marquee franchise in the NHL, but it's not the same. The second thing I heard, also from the inside, doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% accurate or even 1% accurate, but I'm sharing it with you here, giving you the fair context for it, was the kind of a bummer. The whole thing after Las Vegas. Smith was out there for a long time. He was one of the original, I believe they called them the idiots for some reason. I'm not sure why, but that was the, the loving term that was attached to the guys who were there from the very beginning, of the Golden Knights expansion team and onward. And so he got close to the guys. He was close to the community, that team because of the tragedy in Las Vegas in that first year, the the shooting that uh, killed dozens of people became really, really ingrained in the fabric of that town and their people. And You know, all of a sudden, he's somewhere else. Yes, it was his choice. Yes, he was a free agent. And yes, by the way, the Golden Knights were the ones who decided to make him expendable and go out and get Ivan Barbashev instead because they were looking for some more physicality. And maybe they doubted that Smith was going to keep being as productive as he'd been. Maybe they were right. Whatever the case. If it's both of these things I just mentioned, if it's neither of these things I just mentioned, dude's got to get it going. And I don't mean just for a handful of games. Dude's really got to get it going. He's not going to help you on a third and certainly not a fourth line for the same reasons I just mentioned earlier. He's got to be on your top six. And to be on the top six, he's got to be productive. And by the way, Sullivan had him on the first power play unit at practice yesterday. The first power play unit out there with Chris Letang, and guess who's not on that unit? As a result, yeah, Gino and Eric Carlson. You need the guys who are supposed to score to score. Smith is one of those if he isn't one of those not only do the penguins have a lousy contract on their hands with him getting five million a year but they've got you know some dead weight that they're dragging around when we come back j1q today's j1q comes from dave who says DK, if Sam Reinhardt has as many power play goals as the entire Penguins roster, 20, then it's quite obvious what Kyle Dubas needs to do. Just trade for Reinhardt. This is awesome. See, this is why we get feedback on this program. Trade for Reinhardt. I love this. You could trade him. Hang on a second. We're going to find all of the units here. I'm going to read them out loud to you. You ready? This is who the Penguins are about to trade to the Florida Panthers. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, Jake Gensel, Riley Smith, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson, Lars Eller, Ricard Raquel, and just as a throw-in, Jeff Carter. So it's 10 players for one. And what you're going to see tomorrow night against Winnipeg, Sam Reinhart is going to go out on the rink alone on the power play. And I believe you're allowed to do that. I believe that if you're a head coach who only sends one player over the boards to take the face off, that you're not going to get thrown in the box. Have you ever seen a penalty for too few men on the ice? No. It's going to be Sam Reinhardt versus Winnipeg tomorrow night. And I got to tell you, I'm liking Sam's chances. Because if Sam wins the draw to himself, he passes it back to the point to himself, shoots it, and then make sure he gets to the net in front, like I'm talking like Bugs Bunny style, to screen Connor Hellebuck, and he gets that tip, we're going to see history being made. You know what, dude? I, I can't argue with anyone cutting up this power play. I just can't. It's become a disgrace. It's become a story across the hockey world. For anyone who doesn't know this number, the Penguins are currently converting at 13.1% on the power play. That is the lowest such rate in the franchise's history. The previous low of 13.6% was set in 1967-68. They're exp- expansion year. And I can promise you, without having been around Andy Bathgate and the boys over that season, that this team has just a little bit more talent at hand. I'm not sure exactly what Sullivan's trying to do with this particular alignment. I'm not crazy about throwing Smith up there, but then I'm not sure what else he's inclined to do. I I I kind of cringe at saying this, but Volteri Pustin and being left in Wilkesbury through this break, he was sent down right as the break began, and I kind of had a sense that he wasn't gonna come back. He was on the first unit as he was sent down, but he also had only one point over ten games, meaning overall, not just on the power play. So that there were some warning signs there. But what else are you trying to achieve here? You know, it's it looks like desperation, and at the same time, desperation seems to be the right fit for what's happening. What other answers are there? What other strategies can be instilled? Now, all the complaining that a lot of us, myself included, did over the first two months about how they just wouldn't shoot, they just wouldn't go to the net, well, they're doing that now, and they're still not scoring, and it makes no difference. Then it became about Carlson. Then it became about Gina. Well, now both of them are off. What's going to be the next complaint? What's going to be the next plug that can be pulled? It's an impossible situation to analyze, if only because it's so ridiculous. It really is. I appreciate the... Well, it wasn't really a question. It was whatever a, a funny remark. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.